0: If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now... Here's Coach Clarence. All right, everybody. Welcome to Fit Over 40. I'm your host, Coach Clarence. And today I got a special guest in the building, um, Udo Aramis. And this story is actually kind of fascinating because I was introduced to essential oils by this man. So imagine my excitement to see that I could get a call and chat with him. Um, Years ago, when I was studying nutrition, I started learning about healthy fats. And his was the first um, oil that I uh, used, the 369 formula, actually, and I still use it. So hats off to a great product. Um, I'm going to give you the time to just tell everybody your story, just bring it up to current, and then I'll get into some other questions I have for you. Everybody, Udo Aras. Okay.
1: Okay. So it's Udo Erasmus, but Erasmus. that's
0: but but that's close enough. It's been butchered
1: a hundred different ways. Right, it's yeah, a it's of a the weird way. it's a weird name. So that's part of the part of the fun. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Uh, well, I I got poisoned by pesticides in 1980, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the doctor, and the doctor said we don't have anything for pesticide poisoning. And so that moment, penny really dropped. Oh God, my health is my responsibility. And if I'm not paying attention to it, nobody is. Now I was really careless when I sprayed because I started spraying pesticides after my marriage broke up and I was really stupid. And I walked barefoot through the, over the lawns I sprayed and the skin peeled off the bottom of my feet. Wow. And then I wore rubber boots, but it was a summer job. And I'm a white guy so I wanted to be darker. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get the sunshine and get a tan. And the wind would spray the the stuff on my back and somebody said to me don't you aren't you worried you're going to get poisoned? I said, "Nah, I'm immune." I not now I now know that that's called testosterone poisoning.
0: Yeah. That's what
1: happens to men under 40. <laughs> Until they have their their first uh, uh, brush with death, let's say <laughs> and so and so, because I had background in biochemistry and genetics and biological sciences, I thought, maybe well you know if the doctor can't help me, i'll have to figure it out myself yeah. and so I went into the research journals and looked at everything that had to do with nutrition and health and nutrition and disease
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I knew that your body is always turning over. In fact, 98% of the atoms in your body today, you know, you think you're Clarence Ferguson, right? If I meet you a year from now, 98% of the atoms in your body will have been removed and replaced, and you're gonna be a completely different guy.
0: Yeah, You're still gonna call
1: yourself Clarence, Clarence Ferguson, and you're still probably gonna have the same ideas, but your body's 98% new. So the idea is because it's always turning over. That's why we have to eat when we're adults. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to eat. Mm -hmm. But it's also why healing is possible. And so when something goes wrong in the body, then what you need to do is you need to raise your standard for intake of air, water, and food. At that time, I was only thinking about food. Because when you raise that standard, you can rebuild your... Body to a higher standard in one year, ninety-eight percent. Oh, that's kind of cool, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And
1: so now I'm reading everything about how, and then the then the other thing is, if you look at health, who invented health? It wasn't the medical profession? And it wasn't the lawyers, and it wasn't the government. Health was invented by life in nature. And we're supposed to be healthy when we live in line with nature and our nature.
0: Yeah.
1: And in nature, every creature that eats eats its food fresh, whole, raw, and organic. That is. And true. for human beings, probably mostly plant-based, for the longest the longest life and the best of health. So I got stuck on fats because. That was the most confusing area. There were like, I can't remember, 30,000 studies on fats. And I read a study on fats and it says omega-6 is essential. Now, what does essential mean? It's a very specifically defined term. An essential nutrient is a nutrient that you have to have to live and be healthy, but you can't make it from anything else in your body. So it has to come in from outside. That's the first part. The second part is if you don't get enough, you can't stay healthy, your health will go down. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. These are the required building blocks for body construction. And there's 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, nine essential amino acids from protein and two essential fatty acids that are the 42 essential nutrients. Third part of the definition is If your health is going down because you're not getting enough, but then you bring in what's missing from the essential nutrients, then all of your problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows how to make a body if you take responsibility for supplying the building blocks. Absolutely. That's how it works, right? Mm -hmm. And after you swallow, you don't have any more responsibility. So if you swallow garbage, you, your life will do whatever it can with the garbage. And if you swallow something in line with nature and your nature, then your life will make you a body in line with nature and your nature, which is called healthy and fit and and capable and energetic and long-lived. Gotcha. So that's the story. And I saw, so I got this thing. It said omega-6 is essential. you got to have it. And the next study I read, it says omega-6 causes cancer and kills you. And I'm going, "What the hell just happened here? Right? I have to have it and then it kills me of cancer uh, I don't, now what do I do right? And so it just drove me crazy, you know because there has to be like it's got to be consistent, either you need it or you should avoid it, right sure. but you can't take it and avoid it at the same time. Yeah. so that forced me to look deeper into how oils are made, and it turns out that oils are the most sensitive of all of our essential nutrients. You know, minerals, they last forever. Oils are damaged by light, by oxygen, by heat. They are the most sensitive essential nutrients. They need the most care. And in fact, in practice, we give them the least care. So the industry damages the oils when they make them. They treat them with harsh chemicals, Sodium hydroxide, phosphoric acid—they bleach them. Then they go rancid. Then they stink; they smell bad, so they have to be deodorized. I call it destinkerized, right? And you get the bad taste and smell out of it. And that to do that, you have to heat it to frying temperature. And then you end up with an oil that's colorless, odorless, tasteless. They put it in a plastic bottle. It sits on the shelf where light goes through the plastic the whole time, damages oils. There are pesticides in the oils because the seeds are not uh, organic that they make it from. And then we, and they're about a half to 1% damaged. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I called the industry, the industry head office, American Oil Chemist Society. I said, I want to talk to a researcher. And remember I'd been poisoned by pesticides, right? So I call him, he gets on the phone. I say, listen, you're making these oils. They're half to 1% damaged. You know they're being damaged because it's in the research that this it, this is damaging processing. Why do you do that? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get healthy, right? Why do you do that? He says, Well, one of the reasons we do it is because we can get rid of 50% of the pesticides in the oil. Ooh. And my head, I mean, my head exploded inside. He's like, Oh, the other 50% of the pesticides stay in the oil. I didn't even know they were pesticides in the oil. Right. <laughs> Then I said to him the obvious thing for a guy who's been poisoned by pesticides, why don't you begin with organically grown seeds? That's what I said. Uh That was a long silence at the other end of the phone. I guess he had never thought about it. Nobody ever asked him that stupid question. And then when he came back, he was really angry. He says, I don't know what your problem is. The oil is 99% good. It's only 1% damage. And if you got 99% on an exam, you'd be damn happy, wouldn't you? (laughs) So I used to get 100% on my genetics exam. So I wasn't impressed with that part. But then I thought, well, maybe I'm overreacting. It's only 1%. And there's a saying, when in doubt, do the math. Mm -hmm. When in doubt, do the math. So I did the math. So here's the math I did. If you have a tablespoon of an oil that is 1% damaged by the processing that industry does, how many damaged molecules are you going to have in that 1 tablespoon of oil? And this is a question I want to you ask you and I know you have to guess unless you've thought in you 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 put your head into molecules uh, I have them, you but might... I
0: can, I'll give you a good guess. I would think they all are damaged at that point. They're what? They all are damaged. No, no,
1: no. no. First of all, that's not a number. And second of all, I just told you they're only 1% damaged.
0: Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I guess 1% of it. I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. That's, that sounds like a trick question, though.
1: It's not a trick question, but I, but I do do it for a reason. Just give me a number. Your best number, how many, mo- how many damaged molecules in a tablespoon of an oil that is 1% damaged by
0: processing? 10,000. 10,000? Yes.
1: Okay. So that's a one followed by four zeros, right? Yes. Yeah, would you like to know what the actual amount is? Absolutely. It's a six followed by 19 zeros. Whoa. 60 quintillion damaged molecules. And that 60 quintillion damaged molecules in that one tablespoon of oil that is 1% damaged is more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. Wow. Every cell, every cell gets more than a million damaged molecules. Now, the reason I asked you the question, when I ask, I do it all the time. When I ask people, they always ask underestimate by at least a billion times how much damage is done to those oils. And so then I ask the second question is, okay, you're, uh, you're, 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 going to get it on an airplane and you're going to fly home for the holidays. And somebody who only tells the truth tells you, oh, by the way, Clarence, did you know that your chance of crashing and, and dying on this flight is a billion times higher than you thought it was? Would you get on the airplane?
0: Uh, probably, I'm not afraid of flying. I always, I make a decision when I get on the plane. Hey, it's gonna yeah, either get yeah. up or it's gonna land. So that's
1: okay. I told them in Ireland. I was in Ireland, right? I asked the question. I said I would canoe back to Canada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what would be the
1: chances? But but if it was a billion times more dangerous than I thought it was, and and why I say that is like to make the point. Look, you're eating these oils all the time. And you're not only they're just damaged 1% because you put them in the frying pan. So now you're probably damaged 5% mm-hmm. because you turn them into smoke. You know, smoke is damaged oil, right? right? And then you do it for 30 years. So you've got to multiply that by another 10,000, which is the number of days. And you'd probably use two to four tablespoons of oil, not just one.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've got
1: to multiply that in. So this is an enormous amount of damaged stuff you're putting into your body. And most people don't know. And so the, so what I'm trying to say is if you knew that what you're doing to yourself is a billion times worse than you think it is, maybe, that's, maybe you ought to rethink what you're doing with oils. Certainly. Right? Well, when I got the numbers, I redid oils. Literally, I said, oh, my God, I can't get healthy on oils like this. They should be made with health in mind. And I'm just enough of a crazy man and a tinkerer that I said, okay, I'm going to develop it. What do you have to do? Well, you have to protect them from light, from oxygen, and from heat. From the time they're closed in the seed where they have nature's protection, which is quite good. Mm -hmm. Through the pressing and the filtering and the settling and the filling until they're in a brown glass bottle, because you don't want them in plastic because plastic swells when oil gets put in it and then plastic leaches into the oil. The so more stuff, right? In a gla- brown glass bottle, in a box, in the fridge, in the factory, and then in the stores, in the fridge, and at home, in the fridge. And if if it's shipped out longer than two weeks, shipped for re- refrigerated. These oils are like perishable perishable goods like lettuce you need to give them care if you want them to retain their health benefits and so we just started doing that we developed flaxseed oil in 1986 and that was the first oil but flax oil the second thing that happened by the way as i'm going through this getting poisoned and trying to figure it out and getting stuck on oils second thing that happened is in 1980 i got poisoned in 1980 1981, omega-3 was established as an essential nutrient by the definition I gave before about omega-6s. Got to have it, can't make it, got to get it from outside. If you don't get enough, you go down. If you don't get enough long enough, you die. If you bring it back before you die in adequate quantities, all of the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed. Omega-3 also fits that definition, as well as the 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, 9 amino acids. And so, oh my God. And then they find out 99% of the population doesn't get enough. Every cell needs them. They are a nightmare to work with because they're five times more sensitive to damage by light oxygen heat than the omega-6s, which are already pretty sensitive. And I I have, my head exploded again, because I was like, oh my God, if we could make them with health in mind and we could bring them back to the 99% of the population, that has suboptimal health because they're getting suboptimal amounts of omega-3s. Oh my God, we could help almost everybody. Absolutely. And it was like, I just found a purpose for my life. Right? Oh my God, this is worth, oh my God, this is worth doing. And I got so excited, so enthusiastic. I had no business background. And we developed, uh, we, we developed the machinery. I was We were doing business decisions right and left because we had a goal. We had a very clear goal of what our purpose was, making oils with health in mind, protecting it from light, oxygen, and heat, telling people not to fry with oils because frying is the dumbest thing we've ever invented to do from a perspective of health. And people should take their frying pan and hit themselves on the head with it really hard and throw that stupid thing out. Because frying, you know, fried oils fry your health and fried foods will fry your health. And and carbs, proteins, and uh, starches, if you overheat them, they increase if inflammation in your body, which is behind everything that breaks down, and they increase your risk of cancer. Each one of those three, independent of the others.
0: Mm, you. So...
1: So anyway, so we, so we got excited and I lived out of a suitcase for about 15 years, six to nine months on the road every year, 40 countries talking about making oils with health in mind and how important that is.
0: How was the industry uh, at that time receptive to that? And do you feel like it's still receptive? Or are they still- You know,
1: you know we're, we're, little, we're small. You know, we're not a threat to the industry that makes oils with damage. Uh, so, they, so we never got much flack. We got a little flack from the FDA because we were working with the sensitive oil. We called it flaxseed oil. They called it linseed oil. They had linseed oil was on the on the list of unsafe food additives. It was in the health food trade and they didn't pay attention to it. But when we started talking about it, they thought they had to act. And so um, so they gave us the hard time and they wrote something in their FDA register and Usually what happens is, you know, a health food store hears that the FDA is down on something. You know, they tell their friends, who tell their friends, who tell their friends. In a week, the health food trade has done the FDA's work for them. Wow. <laughs> and we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We said we, were, we knew the, the, the oil was good. We knew it was fresh. We had a three-month shelf life on the oil before we, you know, which made it hard to work with. And uh and we told our story about oils omega 3s made with health in mind. They uh, we we decided they needed to do their own work, so we never ever told anybody that they had classified it as an unsafe food additive. And we thought but we thought we were sort of with you know, you know with democles sword, you know, you're mm-hmm. sitting there and there's a sword hanging over your head on a thread. You know, and if the wind blows, it'll the thread will break and you <clears throat> Right? Exactly. So it was, kind of, it was kind of like that for about 10 years. And uh-huh. 10 years later, I talked to one of the FDA commissioners and I said, why didn't you ever shut us down? He said, well, we, we tried to, we wanted to, but we we measured your oil because you had put this shelf life on it. It was never damaged within your shelf life okay. because you because you put a shelf life on it we would have had to take you to court and we could not have won a court case because the oil was always okay. So even the FDA <laughs> endorsed the oil in a way, right? Yeah. Now, that's, now, they don't really endorse oils, but but fundamentally, that's what he told me. And so, yeah. So then then one thing, other thing happened. Uh, omega. Uh, the reason why flax oil was our first oil, it's the hardest oil to work with and it has the most omega-3s, which is the thing that's, missing in almost every, everybody in the population. And then I it, but it has a lot of omega-6, like four times more omega3 than omega-6. Mm. And then I thought, well I don't know about this ratio. that's like really high. And so I did it, I did a, a little study on myself. I used only flaxseed oil. It's the only oil in my diet and within two or three months I had dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, Arthritis, like pain in finger joints and thin papery skin. Those are classic omega-6 deficiency symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I fixed them by eating sunflower seeds, which only have omega-6s and no omega-3s. So it brought the balance back in my body. And I said, okay, we actually need to... Flax oil has a problem. It's not balanced. So we developed a blend where the balance is better. So from four to one, we went down to two to one. Still more omega-3s. But enough omega sixes, not to become omega six deficient, because the the ratio between them is important. They push each other. They uh, they they compete with each other. So we got that right, and now we have a blend that we work with, work with called Udo's Oil in a brown glass bottle in a box in the fridge, in the supplement section in the health food stores, yes. and that's probably where you pick it up.
0: <laughs> yes, that's that's where you pick it up. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, when people who are just lay and they see like coconut oil, you hear a lot about coconut oil, yep. um, avocado oil, some of the newer ones they have out now. And some of them are putting them in darker um, containers. Are they good or bad? And maybe not good or bad, can okay. I give us the pros? So,
1: okay, so let me go. let me go back to the foundation. Of all of the oils and fats in the entire universe, the only thing you need is omega-3 and omega-6. They know both need to be made with health in mind. They need to be in the right relationship to each other. They should be in glass. They should be protected from light. They should be made with health in mind. And that requires specialized machinery. Coconut oil has no omega-3s at all. And it has somewhere between two and 6% omega-6. And the rest of it mostly is saturated. It has very good antioxidants, has a nice taste. If it's fresh,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's what, that's, what's good about it. And it isn't damaged by processing if it really is virgin coconut. See, there's always two issues. One is omega three and six, how's what's in the oil. And, and then the second one, how damaged is it by processing? So coconut oil is good in terms of not damaged, but lousy in terms of essential fatty acids, Gotcha. avocado avocado oil, there are no standards for how it's made. I saw I saw a little clip on the internet the other day where a woman shows people how to make uh, avocado oil. And she takes some avocados that are kind of black and they're messed up. You know, it's like you would throw them out, you know, when they get this black stripes in them and all that, right? Because you say, oh, this thing is rotting now, <laughs> whatever that's going on. Yeah. So what she did is she squashed it all out then she put it in a frying pan, and melted the avocado oil out of these these rotten avocados, and she was really proud of herself. Oh my God, I can make my own oil at home. <laughs> she was like, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> so, but even for the for the commercial avocado oil, there are no standards. There are standards for olive oil. There are standards for even the colorless, odorless, taste odorless, tasteless oils. No standards have been set for. Avocado oil, so you never know what you're getting,
0: yeah.
1: right? And there's a, the study. It was a study that was published last year in 2022. It said we need to develop standards for avocado oil because they haven't been set. Yeah. So that's a problem. So what I say to people is eat the avocados, you know, and eat them and eat them before and eat them before they rot.
0: So are you are you of the the class of thought that instead of oils, eat seeds if you can't get good stuff? What's that? Are you of the thought process of eating the seeds if you can't get the the correctly um, manufactured oil?
1: Yeah, there's an issue and there are some people who say don't buy any oils. And the reason for that is these are some of these are really smart people, but they haven't done their homework. We did the homework 40 years ago. They still haven't done it. So what they say is, oh, I read the research, and there's lots of problems associated with oils. Yeah, because all the research was not done on Udo's oil made with health in mind. All the research was done on damaged oils, industry-damaged oils, that also, to a large extent, were used for frying. And the research says those oils cause damage. In fact, more health problems come from damaged oil than any other part of nutrition, and more health benefits come from when you give your body the oil change it needs—from oils made with health in mind to oils made with health in mind. Got right? It. Yeah. So, uh, so that's and that's really important. So, if you if you don't have the oils, yeah, eat the seeds. Seeds and nuts are really good food. They're associated with longer life better health, more energy, and better than carbs because you don't get through the blood sugar swings and the fat production and the cravings and the carb addiction. Got so what I do, so what I say is, okay, eat the seeds, try to figure out what's how, how to mix and match them to get the two to one ratio, and see if you can make your skin soft and velvety because skin gets oils last and it loses them first, and when you get both in the right ratio, they form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture. And you then, and we say, the best way to oil your skin is from within, right? Like With you. good oils. Now I tried it because somebody said, well, shouldn't you just eat the seeds and nuts because God made seeds and nuts and it, God didn't make uh, you know, oil bottle trees. And so my the question is, is it life's mandate? Is optimum health life's mandate?
0: Yes. Is it? I believe it is.
1: Okay, and I and striving I. Striving
0: to that. What's that? Or striving to that?
1: No. So let me let me say. So so I had that question. So let me check it. So I ate just seeds and nuts, five tablespoons of flax, three tablespoons of sunflower and sesame seeds. Mm. The five tablespoons of flax absorbed thirty, thirty. Uh, Tablespoons of water, right? That's a meal. That's like I couldn't eat more. So five and eight. So I ate. And even in summer, where I need less oil in California, where it's warm, I could not keep my skin from drying out. So I couldn't do it on seeds alone. And in summer, you need less than in winter, because in winter, you burn more of it for energy to keep warm in places where it's hot, right? So you need less in summer. More in winter, couldn't even do it in summer when I need less. So what I say to people is eat the seeds and nuts, get the ratio right, make sure you you, you crush up, you know, the, the seeds and nuts, because some of them have very strong uh, shells around them. Yes. And they literally could go through you and you could plant them and they would still grow. Wow. So in order to get the nutrition, you have to break them. So put them in a blender, in a shake or a smoothie or something like that. Yeah. And then see how far you get if you can get your skin soft and velvety, then you can do it on seeds alone. I can't do it on seeds alone, so I eat oil as well till my skin is soft and velvety and the, and in terms of like is it nature's is optimum health nature's mandate? Here's why I don't think so yeah. nature n- nature needs you healthy enough to grow up, healthy enough to reproduce. Healthy enough to help your kids till they don't need you anymore and then nature doesn't need you anymore either. And the best way then to, to check you out, like, and I'm, I'm not being personal, it should me too, right? The, the best way to check me out is to keep me suboptimally healthy because then as the machinery slows down as I get older and I'm over 40, Right, the machinery slows down, and I get recycled. My body gets recycled earlier if it isn't in optimum health. so we have to cheat nature a little bit to get optimum health, and it's particularly obvious in the area of uh, of oils gotcha. so gotcha. so that was my that was my conclusion from my experiment that I did on myself, but I know I can't do it. some people may be able to.
0: So explain, it, whatever works. Explain um, total sexy health. Yeah, what about it? Let's explain the concept of it. What do you, what is your process and why is that important? Oh,
1: it was uh, it was well. First of all, you know, I worked with oils, and I said, okay, what's next? I got into nutrition into into digestion. Okay, digestion everything that's the second most neglected area, and in there we work with digestive enzymes, probiotics, fiber, bitters. When you do that right, that pretty much takes care of your digestive system most of the time. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I got into greens because greens are the foundation of everything and everybody knows they're supposed to eat their greens and and hardly anybody does. So we made a a portable greens product that people can take on the road with them. So that got done and then I'm sitting around and, you know, I don't want to do minerals and vitamins because there's lots of them out there. So I just want to do what's not being addressed. And I'm saying, okay, well, what else affects health? And, you know, when you sit down on your butt and you think about it, everything affects your health. Right? Yes. Including the way of the, what is it called? The way of the peaceful warrior. That's right. I read that about you, right? (laughs) So everything affects health. So I started thinking about, you know, when we talk about health, we talk about food and fitness. That's most of where the energy goes. Now, a little bit, we talk about mindset. Right? And that's about where it stops. But actually, who you hang out with affects your health. Sure. And what your environment looks like affects your health. And your your connection to the big picture affects health. Nice. Yes. And if you and if you go inward, it, whether you're inspired or not affects your health. Whether you feel loved unconditionally by life, whether you, you know your lo- your body is unconditionally loved by life. 24, seven, 365. If you're feeling that love, that's really good for health. Yeah. And if you go behind that, the awareness out of which that love condenses, the, its property is peace. Mm-hmm. And when you sit still and you and you and you bring your focus into that peace, you actually reverse aging to some extent, mm-hmm. right? So And I, so I started saying, okay, well, these, each one of these eight pieces is different in its nature. It's different in its function. It needs a different kind of attention on a regular basis. It goes off in a different way, and it responds to a different kind of intervention. And if you want to be completely healthy and whole, you have to give each one the attention that it needs and requires. And then the uh, so I I was working on this as my friend said, oh you know you, what do you you know this is uh, this is really cool, but if you just call it total health, that's kind of boring. You you you, you need to stiff spiff it up a little. And it's I said, scary. well, what do you mean? He said, why don't you call it sexy health? And the first thing I said to him is, oh, well, I can't call it sexy health because I don't know anything about sexy. <laughs> and I. And then I then I sat back because I hadn't thought about it, right? And then I sat back and I started thinking about it. I said, no, hell no, I know a lot about sexy. Everybody knows a lot about sexy. That's why sexy is the power word. Yes, sir. And the idea of sexy is not just positions when you're having sex. It's about vitality. It's about presence. It's about being full on. It's It's about vibrant. It's about healthy. That's sexy, right? right? And so sexy is not just about sex, but it's a power word. Mm. And so we've said, okay, everybody sells everything by sexy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's
1: I wanna use thing. I wanna use sexy to sell people on themselves, on I their like own that. magnificence. I love that. Yeah. So that was beautiful, but it kind of trivialized the topic. Yeah. It kinda so so it was a good experiment for me. But I have to rewrite that uh, in a way that doesn't trivialize it.
0: So I see. I'm, I'm, I'm I working think...
1: on that. but that's... it's a good it's a good book if you if you uh, if you get you know because let's literally and, and the idea of this model is that when you live in line with nature and your nature, all those eight aspects, that's where your sexy comes from
0: because mm-hmm. it's
1: about presence and any one of those eight parts that you get out of line with whatever it confers to your sexiness goes away. And when you get back in line, you get it back.
0: What do you think about uh, a lot of people have moved. They've heard your message and others' message about uh, oils and cooking in oils, and they've moved to water saute. What do you think of that? versus? Uh,
1: well, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be 81 in May. Wow. So So when I was in the 50s or 1950s, So I was like 10, 12, 20, you know. In those days, cooking meant in hot water. Cooking now usually means with oil. Yeah. But in those days, what with oil was called frying and deep frying. Right. Okay and cooking was with water. So what I say to people, cook in water, you don't burn the food, you're still losing something. You're losing the enzymes because you're destroying the enzymes. You're killing the probiotics on raw food, but you're not you're not losing all the nutrients. And drink the water because some of the nutrients end up in that water. When you put the food on your plate, then add good oils because the good oils give you flavor enhancement and they improve the absorption of the oil soluble nutrients, which are some of the most important nutrients in the foods we eat. So, um, yeah, so that's that's my uh, that's my view on it.
0: So briefly tell everybody some of the products you have that you have on your website. Say someone decided yeah. about this and they want to make some changes. Where would they go?
1: Yeah. Uh, the easiest way, udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S choice.com. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find Udo's oil there, Udo's 369 oil blend. It's an oil blend, nine ingredients, everything balanced properly. Two uh, Tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day, mixed in food. Intake uh, spread out over the course of the day is about, you know, and it's depend on weight, tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day. So for most people that's two to four tablespoons um, or whatever it takes to make your skin soft and velvety. They have one? We have one with DHA in it. That's during pregnancy and after 50, if you're eating the stupid North American diet, because okay. what happens after 50, your brain shrinks. If you eat that stupid diet, Yes. I'm 81 my brain hasn't shrunk yet
0: because I I'm don't sure eat that stupid mine has diet a few times huh I'm sure mine has I, f- I forget what's going on when I walk into a room i'm sure yeah. that's a, well I'm reverse that
1: i forget i forget stuff too but I forgot stuff when I was 20 too.
0: okay <laughs> yeah
1: so so it's not like uh so far so good
0: okay good good um uh, Talk to me about the role that these oils, healthy oils, play in inflammation, because that's a big time. You, you, you touched on it earlier, but can yeah. you go a little deeper on that?
1: Okay, yeah, let me let me say it in a different way. Okay. White sugar, white flour, and these colorless, odorless, tasteless oils that I call white oils, these are our energy foods, right? Sugar, starch, or fat. That's where we mostly get our energy from. You can get it from protein too, but not usually. Only if you eat too much or you don't eat enough of the other stuff. So that's your energy food. And so the energy food is good because it builds a fire in your body. Mm-hmm. That's where you juice. thats Those are your juice foods, right? Yeah. So you get the fire in your body. But here's the problem. You build, it, you build a, a strong fire in your body. That fire is going to throw sparks. Just like if you build a fire in the fireplace, it's going to throw sparks. They're going to fly on your carpet, and they're going to burn your carpet. So you put a screen in front of it. Well, in the body, the screen that keeps the sparks from flying, they're called antioxidants and anti-inflammatory molecules. If you ate sugar cane, there's antioxidants in the cane but when the sugar is made, the sugar is separated and the antioxidants stay in the cane and you throw the cane out. So now you have a fire without spark control. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, same thing with white starch. You know, the grain has has antioxidants and anti-inflammatories in it. You you take that out the and you end up with the fire but no spark control. Mm-hmm. And when you do oils, you end up with fire and no spark control because they took all that out because the antioxidants and the anti-inflammatories are in the seeds and nuts. That's what's wrong with what we did to those foods. But there's one more thing that this is really cool. So uh, what I do is I use a lot of herbs and spices, turmeric and black seed and, uh, and ginger and garlic and ashwagandha and amla and bacopa. I mean, there's a lot of different spices that have very powerful anti-inflammatory and antioxidant benefits and it's one of the reasons aside from they provide flavors
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right it's also one of the reasons from a health perspective why spices are really good to use in your food yeah so more spices. so in the when the oil is made uh you know the the there are There are oil-soluble antioxidants and anti-inflammatories in the oil. Some of the antioxidants and anti-inflammatories end up in the seed cake, and that gets thrown away or used elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But the coolest thing is that omega-3s, these are the most sensitive to damage. They are the highest, most energy-producing. We actually, with the oil blend, we used it on athletes within a month of taking a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day, mixed in food spread out over the course of the day, they ended up f- with 40 to 60% more stamina if they did their sport to exhaustion. So we did that. We did it. We had them do the sport to exhaustion before they took the oil. And then within 30 days, they had 40 to 60% increase in their performance. Wow. so great! Right? Yeah. That's it, incredible. So, So you're getting a lot of fire out of this stuff, right? But because omega-3s are such, they produce such a fire, they throw the most sparks. So how does nature deal with that problem? Well, you burn 80% of the omega-3s in your body as fuel, and guess what happens to the other 20%? They get converted into a whole bunch of other things, including EPA and DHA, which we all know, but also into icosanoids, of which there are dozens, that all have anti-inflammatory properties, and into molecules that are called protectants, which are antioxidants, and mericins, which are anti-inflammatories for the, for the um, immune system, and resolvins, which, they, which resolve inflammation, Mm-hmm. Anti-inflammatories are made out of the the fuel, and it's the only molecule in nutrition w- that both provides the fire and turns into its own spark control. Yeah, and when I hear when I hear that, I go it's like, "Oh my God, who came up with that? <laughs> How cool is that?" Right? Yeah. And that's why and that's why they're so different than than other oils because the other oils don't do that. So you yeah. get the you get the fire, but no spark control, and here you got. The fire turning into spark control.
0: Yeah. So now, if
1: I was if I was God, I would have created something like that too.
0: <laughs> so, what's a typical day look like for of eating for you at this stage of your knowledge of nutrition? What's a typical day look like?
1: Okay, I eat eight on sixteen off.
0: Okay. So explain that. You're, are you fasting?
1: Yeah, it's the it's intermittent, intermittent fast. I eat eight hours. I start at noon. I don't eat before noon. And I, I stop before eight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the rest of the night, you know, if you sleep on a full stomach, a lot of it turns into fat and you sleep poorly, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, so why do that to yourself? And what happens is when you fast, your immune system goes after everything it doesn't need and cleans up. You know, it kills cancer cells and it kills weak cells and it, kill, it, it takes down inflammatory proteins and all kinds of stuff like that. So I like that. Now, what I eat, mostly raw, mostly plant-based. Uh, seeds, nuts, veggies, fruit, spices. And I got to say, I had arthritis in my knees when I was 38. That was the year I got poisoned. Wow. So if I put a little bit of pressure up and bent my knees and put a little pressure on them, I had some pain. Okay. I'll be 81 in May. I have zero pain in any of my joints. I and my that. and my fingers aren't swollen. You know how people's fi- joints swell.
0: Yeah. Or
1: sometimes they go like this and then they stay, you know, they can't straighten it. Yeah. i got nothing like that. I got nothing like that. The only time I have pain is when I bang into something, which I still do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking you might be sexy. uh, Based on that, most of the people I know that are that age are having a lot of problems, and I know it's nutrition related. Yeah.
1: and, and And everything, it plays into that. The oils are right. I pay attention to it. I don't need a bunch of sugar. I, uh, you know, why does everything have to be sweet? I actually like bitters better than
0: sugar because they're <laughs> butter, better for you. Some different flavors, that's good. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. Tell, tell the audience um, um, something good they could do as we're coming on the spring and warmer months, um, food-wise, real quick.
1: Well, I, I would say given if it's still winter, because we're still sort of in in a cooler season Probably the biggest thing other than not enough omega threes made with health in mind has got to be vitamin D vitamin, vitamin d. d. we were told when I started forty five years ago we were told four hundred units of d never more than a thousand. I'm taking eight thousand five hundred right now. I've been doing it for three years. I have not had a single cold nice so 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 that that's a that's a good thing to do, and then that goes along with a little extra C and a little extra zinc. And some quercetin and n-acetylcysteine and selenium, you know, and you know, you if you look at the population 80% don't get enough uh, Magnesium. Yes, so magnesium should be in there Vitamin D is 80% depends on who you are. The darker your skin, the more likely you become vitamin D deficient. Yes uh, and the difference between Dark skin and white skin is is about uh, I think sixty eight to eighty two percent something like that, and that's because in the tropics where there, there was too much sun, the skin became the skin color became protective, but when people went north, they survived better if they lost some of that pigment, gotcha. and so so white people absorb sunlight more effectively because of that historic. Places, places where they came from, you know. I, 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 I always say that white people are just bleached black people. <laughs> <laughs> no, the sun, the sun bleached them because they went north and they.
0: Yeah, they went north and got out of the sun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and and not getting enough vitamin D from not enough sunshine is is lethal. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
1: so true. that was an that was an adaptation, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and then, so magnesium and vitamin D probably zinc, probably 50 to 60% of the population doesn't get enough. Average intake is nine milligrams. The recommended is 15. I take 50.
0: Okay. If you
1: take more than a hundred, then, then it becomes too much.
0: Gotcha.
1: Uh, and, but, but fundamentally, if you look at where you are, if you're frying head into the direction of cooking and water and then head in the direction of. Eating raw, whatever you can, right? And do that more and more, and take your time. I mean, don't take too much time, but take time. Like, get used to it. Uh, in terms of food, you know, if you're if you're eating burnt steak every day, well, just you know, drop a day from the from the week. Don't have steak on that day. Well, then make it two, then make it three, then make it four, then make it five. Meat is probably best used as a condiment than as a than than as a big deal. And there's now research, you know, the the gladiators, you know, in Rome, the gladiators, they were all vegetarians and they had huge, they had incredible physiques and there's been studies done that vegetarians, even if they don't exercise, end up having more stamina than meat eaters or Mm -hmm. animal food eaters, not just meat, meat, dairy, eggs, fish, chicken, you know, all of that. And part of it in, in these days, part of it is because our meat is so dirty, you know, we're not, we're not having cows in the meadow or deer in the, in the woods. We have, we have animals sitting in their feces and their urine and just eating corn instead of grass. And so the meat is different from animals like that. This is more convenient for the producer, but it's not better for health. Sure. Yeah. So I would I would head in that direction. Uh, and, and again, fried. You know, when people see, sometimes say to me, oh, yeah, but what do you do with your steak if you're going to cook it in water? Well, what we did when I was a kid, we cut it in little cubes, you know, little cubes like this, this big, right? Threw it in a stew with the yeah, vegetables well, and the that's spices. All stew. <laughs> Tasted amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it wasn't burnt and it wasn't toxic and then they say oh yeah but i like that burnt taste and you know i just look them in the eyes and i say no you don't because if you scrape that black stuff off of your burnt food and get a tablespoon of it and you eat it it squeaks between your teeth like chalk in a blackboard it's acrid it's bitter it's scratchy and it tastes disgusting but where you got it is you you got it confused with mother love because your mother cooked like that because the industry bamboozled her So now you got mother love, and every time you eat this burnt stuff, you feel love for your mother. So I say, okay, mother love, keep it. It's really good. It's one of the best things on the planet, but separate it from that bad habit that she was lied to to adopt. You know, because there was a time, like when I was a kid, people, adults literally used to say, oh, the industry would never tell us to do anything that wasn't good for us or that was bad for us. Oh, the industry would never do that. People really believe that.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, these days, when you say that, they just laugh.
0: Right, yeah. they know hurts
1: Because we've
0: heard so many, so many horror stories. True, true. OK, well, I thank you for coming on today and enlightening us. And uh, we'll get some people over to your website so they can start eating better oils and getting healthy and doing all these things. That's the goal of my channel. And I love yeah. having different views and opinions and let cool. people decide for themselves. So thank you for your time, sir. OK. Thank you. We'll see you next time, doctor. All
1: right. All right.